The Spud Goodman Show family mourns the loss of Judith Samuels Kay, a broadcasting pioneer who appeared on the CBS television network in the 1940s, an educator who taught acting and broadcasting in the 1980s, and the dear friend who, over three decades, brought life to the character of Saffola Goodman, Spud's mom. Our thoughts and prayers are with her friends and family. The Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman, and this is, in fact, the Spud Goodman Show. Please accept my thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this little radio show. I should now acknowledge the uh, show's designated laugher, Gina. Uh, why don't you give listeners a feel for your range in laughing? <laughs> you know, maybe something subtle. And then go for that, like, over-the-top thing you do when I say something really witty. Yes, yes, yes. All right, w- well done as always. Also with me is our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. You can say something brief now if you want. Well, th- thanks, Spud. And i got to say, you know, I am excited about tonight's show. You say you're excited. You, uh, I was ready for that. And, uh, why? You yeah. did it again. Uh, well, I mean, could you just maybe change up your stock response when I introduce you? You know, maybe say how grateful you are to be allowed to do this show. Well, I am grateful, but I- I'm honestly excited about tonight's show, too. I-, I speak from the heart always, Spud. Even if you don't even know who was on tonight's show? Yes, as I have stated on many occasions, not being given the show schedule prior to going on the air does present challenges for me as the co-host, but I continue to move forward and do my job as best as I can. But seriously, though, look over there. Carrie, the intern, she has a bunch of extra copies on her clipboard. I don't see why I can't be trusted with this information. Security of intellectual property is a major focus of most entertainment projects these days. I know. And I have personally vetted each member of our staff to determine who I can trust with this material. No offense, but several flags were raised when I took a close look at you and your background. What the hell, yo? How could that be? I've never been arrested. I'm the sergeant-at-arms at at our Kiwanis Club, and I volunteered our church's food bank. But I could easily pass any background check. My life is an open book. Well, you know, most security risks 
on the surface, appear to be pillars of the community. It's when you take a deeper look into their life, a really deep look, that's when things begin to surface. Well, Very few people are totally clean when you look under the carpet, so to speak. Well, I have nothing to hide, and I'll tell you, I'm very proud of my accomplishments in the community. I would be the last person on this show's staff that you would have to be concerned with. Uh, my gosh, I was an Eagle Scout. <laughs> yeah, so was Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. The the Unabomber? Spud, he was insane, clearly in need of mental yeah. health intervention. How could you compare me with Ted Kaczynski? Look, I'm just saying, some of the people I spoke to when doing my research on you, well, let's just say they expressed some concerns. Well, uh, who, who would be suspicious of me? Well, part of conducting background <laughs> checks involves total confidentiality from the peers of those being investigated. Hmm. Do, you, do you think your friends and family would give me any dirt on you if they, if they knew I would tell you what they said? Well, that is insane. I don't believe anyone who knows me would describe me as a security threat to the intellectual property of this radio show. I mean, I would have no clue what intellectual property of this show is, frankly. Well, hey, like, there's no need to be insulting here, all right? I'm there not... are plenty of intellectual properties here that could be stolen or shared with others without permission. But I'm not going to make your task any easier by identifying them for you right now. So instead, let me play some music as it's time, and, and you would know this if, if you had a security clearance and had a show schedule I don't right have now. it. No, you don't. Anyway, well, this song is, uh, is by Judith Kay. You know, we recorded it on our Fox TV show at the World Karaoke Championships in Orlando, Florida in 1996. It's the classic Javi Nagila. Uh, the video from the performance will soon be posted on our YouTube channel and our social media sites. Uh, we will always, always remember Judith, no matter where we go or what we're doing. Uh, roll it, please. Have This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show.
Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and I've reached the pinnacle of my career. I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. All right. Hey, uh, Spud, yeah. your first guest, John Leguizamo, is holding for you. All right, I'm, I'm glad he was able to call in then. All right. Uh, are you going to ask him about his role of Sid the Sloth in the Ice Age movies? My kids love those movies. Hmm. You know, maybe, but as you know, I don't have any kids. I know. So I'm really not up on those type of movies. I'll probably just stick with the films of his that I'm familiar with. Well, as I've stated to you, if it's not too late for you to add that part of your life experience, I tell you, I can't envision life without our children. Look, I, I don't get think it. it's going to happen. I get it. You know, kids seem to be sort of fun to have around, you know, um, you know, after they can use the bathroom on their own and uh, until yeah. around 12 or so, you know, when they do become, you know, sarcastic little shits. But the biggest strike against being a parent, in my opinion, is having to sit through all those damn kid movies and TV shows. Oh. You know, I have a low tolerance for wholesome entertainment. That's a small price to pay. I think you would really regret never Look, having it's, to. Look, it's a risk I'm willing to take, all right? Uh, just, just put John on. Oh, here he is. All right, please welcome actor, writer, comedian, and producer John Leguizamo. Uh, we really appreciate you checking in with us tonight. Absolutely, man. I, I love talking to you. Super. All right, well, let's start off with a new book. You now have out uh, Ghetto Clown, published by Abrams Comic Arts, and is now available at bookstores everywhere and online. It's described as a graphic novel. I like graphic things. I like novels. Not all of them like those teenage werewolf books and those Danielle Steele ones, but most are cool. So, But what, again, is a graphic novel? Well, it's basically, in layman's terms, it's a picture book. So it means it's easy reading. Yes. But uh, it, but it's my best thing that I've ever done, man. I'm, I'm so proud of the book. It was uh, Parade Set is a must-read of the year, and so did Entertainment Weekly. And so it's, it's basically the first memoir as a graphic novel. So I'm breaking ground right there. And I, I think it's beautifully written, if I do say so myself. And it's about my life. You know, it's all the ups and downs. More more downs than ups, but you know how it goes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, still make it through. Absolutely. Well, was it tough for you to put out the personal history that some in your profession would maybe keep under wraps, especially the romantic stuff? Because I myself would love to do a tell-all book, but I don't have anything to really tell, not not with actual live women except for maybe some heavy petting. But you were pretty pretty honest. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I got to hide the book from my kids constantly. I got, I see them to try to look through it. Like, hey, put that down. Not till you're 21 in college. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to put all that information out, but I, I felt it, it was necessary to be as raw and honest as possible so that people can be inspired by, you know. I mean, the sex in, in the book is not there for gratuitous reasons. It's there for to reveal, you know, what happens in a relationship, what happens in a, in a, in a competitive relationship between actors, you know? Yeah, well, I, I got to say this, though. It doesn't happen in all relationships, but that's the goal. Let's put it that way. That is the goal. So, yeah, that's another story. Well, can we take a brief look back on your acting career? After your start in showbiz as a stand-up comedian, you got your first break in TV with a shot on Miami Vice. Did they make you wear white suits and pastel shirts, too, on, when you were on? Yep, and no socks. It was what it was at the... It, it was mandatory to not have socks. You got to wear pastel. But uh, yeah, what, what, what are you going to do? They paid me well. It got me my my SAG. You know, I got into SAG through that. I got an agent out of that. It was it was a, it was my first like big boost in my career. Super. I had uh, Edward James almost. Uh, he was on my TV show way back, and he must have had his agent demand it. Uh, you know, he would be the only one wearing black. 
because he always looks cool. And it was it was a great call, by the way. But uh, yeah, I, I I still dig that show actually, to be honest with you. But all right, anyway. Um, it was it was an important show at the time, man. It was the first one filmed. It was like uh, movies. It was edgy. It, it was it was the most graphic at the time. It, it, it was revolutionary. Yeah, Michael Mann did okay after that, right? Yeah, I guess he did okay. So. Yeah, he's not done. He's not too shabby. He's, he's doing all right. Yeah. All right. Well, now you're a major film star for sure, with a ton of credits, and are co-starring in the the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler comedy Sisters that uh, is out. So, with with your background in comedy, do you tend to enjoy that genre more than the many dark dramas you've done over the years, like Spike Lee's Summer of Sam, and that that so creeps me out, by the way, or Carlito's Way with Al Pacino. You've done so many films, but a lot of them haven't had happy endings, and now you know you're doing something lighter now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a different part of your brain that you access. Uh, the comedy, I mean, it, it, it's such a great time to be had. I mean, everybody's having a good time, and this, especially working with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I mean, you, you, you hear that comedians aren't funny off camera. These women are hilarious off camera, on camera, and and the com- camaraderie that that they command is beautiful, man. Everybody's out there to help each other. It's a team. It's teamwork. We're all trying to make everybody laugh and have a good time. And if something's not working, everybody collaborates, man. I've never seen it work like that. I just found that SNL crew to be really cool. If I might interject here, Spud, did you hear John right there? I mean, really hear what he just said about the collaborative process? Yeah. How much more effective shows or movies are when everyone, or, or at least the important players, are involved? Uh, excuse me, John, uh, for just one quick moment. We were talking about how great it is to work with women in a project. Last I looked, yeah. you were a middle-aged dude, so what's your point? Well, I was in hopes that you would at least entertain the thought that this show would be so much better if you allowed the others to have input. I'm not opposed to having maybe Gina sit in occasionally as the co-host, if that's what you're getting at. Well, no. Yeah, and you could fill in as a designated laugher on the show. <laughs> I hadn't given that any thought. No, 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 no. I was not inferring that we needed a larger involvement from a woman. I was just stating that others, such as myself, have so much more to contribute as a potential collaborator. I am clearly very, a very underutilized resource. Look, there, there has to be a certain order to mankind, and when that order is messed with, terrible, terrible things can happen. If it ain't broke, why fix it, right? But I feel it is broke, and I think look, that look, I... Look, 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 John has things to do, so can this wait until after the show? Um, I suppose. Good. So, John, I'm back. I had to put some more Rogaine on my ever-growing bald spot, so anyway... It, it must be refreshing to have women at the power center of a, of, of a studio film, you know, uh, of a big film. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, man. It's nurturing. It's, it, they're, they're helpful. It's not, you know, combative. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm going to do you in. I'm, i I got to get more laughs than you. It wasn't like that at all. It's like everybody's going to get a laugh. We want everybody to do well because if everybody does well, we do well. Right. Well, you know, the new thing with big studio films like Star Wars is to go all NSA with actors, crew, and probably craft services staff that are anywhere near the set these days. We're discussing security clearances for staff on our show tonight. So did Tina and Amy make you swear, like on a stack of religious books, that you would not rat out any info on the movie while in production? Every movie's like that now. I think it's because of social media. Everybody's panicking that there's going to be leaks and spoilers. Uh, uh... Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I wasn't allowed, you know, I, I, I posted a picture, I was told to take it off, and I did, you know, because you're not allowed to show, they don't even want to show you, like in Bloodline, I'm not even allowed to show 
my character in, in wardrobe. I can't even be shot in wardrobe. I can't do selfies like that till till they're ready to release. Wow. Well, you know, you have such great improvisational skills. Do, you know, do many films actually let you just do a few takes on your own? Uh, I don't know about this film, but has that been something that's been a regular part of your career before the camera? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an important tool in filmmaking. I mean, obviously in theater it doesn't really work, but uh, uh, film and TV, you know, TV is warming up to that. I think Larry David really helped propel that because it was re- I, when I did TV before it was really hard it's so controlling and I had a you know I had a fight to, to get to my, t- my chance to ad lib because they didn't want they didn't like it they didn't want it the writers control you and, and, and they're really opposed to changing their words but uh, you know on this bloodline that I'm doing the Netflix series I don't know if you know it oh, they yeah. let you ad lib man oh it's fantastic it's, it's like doing movies it's that, not like doing TV that is a freaking great show Oh, it's an amazing show, man. I'm so honored to be a part of it for, for the second and third season. Wow, you're on both. Oh, yeah, because I'm really waiting for that second one to come on. All right, super. All right, last question, John. What's been your most memorable moment to this point as a performer to this day? Yeah, I know it's kind of cliche, but uh, that's kind of what I do. Uh, I, th- I think it was doing Ghetto Clown, man. It was it was Ghetto Clown. I was, I was on Broadway, and, uh, you know, I, I, I was working on the show still, and... and 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 I figured out the ending, and we tried it that day, and the audience shot to their feet, and, uh, and that was one of the incredible moments because I couldn't figure out, I couldn't crack the ending, and it, and it, and it just came to me finally, like after a month of being open, and it was incredible how the energy and the, and the audience at the end just shifted, boom. Well, the reviews were amazing, uh, and the, it was it aired on HBO also, correct? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. So, all right. Well, it keeps on giving. That's right. All right. Well, I know you're a busy, man. So uh, before I, I let you go, let me remind our listeners once again that you have a new book out, Ghetto Clown, now available everywhere. And if you don't see it, ask for it, right? And then uh, you also now have a new film out, Sisters, which I'm sure will kill at the box office. As how many times in a day can people keep getting back in line to see Star Wars, right? Exactly. We'll get that fallout. That's we'll get right. all of it, man. That's right. All <laughs> Don't right. even bother going to Star Wars. Just come see Sisters. Thank you very much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Mr. John Leguizamo. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, musical guest interview time. Please welcome back to the show, Kai Alfred Hillig. So, man, hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. All right, so you've uh, been pretty busy career-wise lately. Do you have like a like a personal secretary or a handler to deal with everything you got going on? <laughs> no, I'm my own secretary. All right, all right, just checking. Um, so l- let me ask you this. What's your take on Bill Cosby? Should he be given a get-out-of-jail pass because he had a really popular sitcom on network TV? Will that line of a, you know defense fly with a jury? What do you think? Probably not. I did like his show, though. All right. Okay. I don't know if that's going to be a mitigating factor. I haven't quite figured that one out. I'm not. <laughs> that is messed up, I'm not y'all. That trained in in law, but all right. Well, you know, the recent nominations for the next Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremonies were announced a while ago. Um, do you have any strong feelings about the choices or omissions? I honestly haven't even seen them. <laughs> well, I'll give them to you uh, at this point. It was okay. uh, it was Chicago, Deep Purple, NWA, Cheap Trick, and Steve Miller. But I guess I, I just want to state this, that I'm going to continue my ongoing uh, battle to finally uh, 
get the get the uh, Hall of Fame to recognize X because it's long yeah. overdue. And and if they don't do this, I will be commencing that long threatened hunger strike. So uh, that's just I'm putting them on notice once more. Hopefully they're listening tonight. Uh, yeah. So you don't have any feelings on the the recent nominations then? I I love NWA. I love yep. Cheap Trick. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing X on there. They definitely deserve it. Yep. All right. You know, she, I'm I'm okay with all the you know the five choices, but anyway, I just think they need to uh, to wise up uh, the next time they, they do this thing. Anyway, what's your what's your favorite flavor? I was thinking about this today. Uh, what's your favorite flavor of Triscuits? You know, because they have oh, like yeah. way too many options now. It's getting almost as bad as Oreos, and I get a headache trying to decide you know what kind of Oreo to get when I go up the cookie aisle. Now I'm gonna have to deal with it down the cracker aisle in Safeway. So what what's your favorite Triscuit? I like the ones with rye, the rye ones. Oh, yeah. the rye ones are good. I like the uh, the, uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, they're wheat and they have, or I think they're all wheat, but they have salt and pepper kind of a uh, mixture kind of. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. I'm kind of into those right now. So, I've you, have you tried the olive oil ones? No, I've not. Yeah, yeah, Gerald. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, okay. What's the name of the first song? I'm I'm going off track here. What's the name of the first song? The name of the first song is Whitney Houston. All right, super. Let's do it. All right. I will always love you, Whitney Houston Your song was dedicated to me by my middle school girlfriend And I don't think she followed through, but it was a virgin Voice rang true to me, old girl. You went to the bathtub like a grave, and your poor daughter did the same. It's not that I knew you. But I always thought you would stay I sure hope your family's okay I know what a gift it is to sing And make people change But we all need a bodyguard To lift us up and carry us away The dark glasses you hid behind Whether it was winter or summertime And people always question your sexuality But Whitney It never mattered Much to me And I'll be sitting In some bar Talking sarcastic The way that people are Your song comes on And my heart begins to change 
And all of a sudden I'm back in seventh grade I know what a gift it is to sing And make people change But we all need a bodyguard To lift us up and carry us away This is a Spud Goodman Show. This is a Spud Goodman Show. Uh, Spud, I need to tell you, our show psychic, Ted Marr, is waiting to speak with you now. Okay, you know, I have a good I have a good question for him tonight. I think it's good. You know, I've been thinking about a lot about ghosts, okay? And oh. who better to ask than this guy, right? Well, he does sure seem to know a lot about paranormal stuff. That's for sure. Uh, should I do the plug for his show now? I mean, yeah, so that's the least we can do for him, so go ahead. <clears throat> All right. People can listen to Ted Mars Out of This World show each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on KKNW 1150 a.m., in Seattle. You should probably say it's also kind of a neat show, too. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It is a fascinating show that will both educate and entertain. Well, that, uh, how was that? That's Strange. Fine, don't get too sappy, though. But just well, put them on, all right? Oh, you got it. Please say hello to show psychic Ted Marr and his Out of This World segment. So, Ted, how's it going tonight? Fine, just fine. I wanted to wish you and all your wonderful listeners a very happy new year. Yeah, I guess it's that time of year where when you can say that. So here's my question. <laughs> uh, I know you speak to those in the afterlife. So do ghosts have New Year's resolutions? I mean, if you're dead, do you, do you make to-do lists like, you know, things you want to accomplish? Or is it more like been there, done that, and you're too burned out to be goal-oriented? <laughs> They are all laughing at your question, but that's hilarious. They said, um, "It's it's funny, but when you get when you after you pass over to the other side, there's all kinds of schools. If you want to, for example, um, if you want to learn, for example, more about music or about science or about all kinds of things, you can go to a spiritual school on the other side and and do that. Um, if, for example, um, if you if you want to make a New Year's, <laughs> as as far as resolutions go, you work it out with the God within you." and yourself to to do whatever you want on the other side and if you want to learn more you can learn more if you need if your soul needs healing um, you can certainly heal it's totally your choice as to um, how long you want to spend on the other side and when um, um, uh, you want to reincarnate as well all right super well, I know I'm gonna be a slacker when I die and become a ghost I mean who wants to think about work after a lifetime of mowing the lawn and vacuuming <laughs> Well, it's funny, but um, while you're on the other side, I've been told by my spirit friends, Bud, that, that you basically draft out a life plan for your coming life. There's a lot of free will within that life plan, but if you want to you know, mow lawns and, and uh, wash dishes your whole life, you can do that as part of your life plan. You don't have to, but no, you can do that. thank you. Hey, Spud, you know, if you want to be a helpful ghost, you will have to do yeah. good works to help others. This is going to require some effort on well, your part. Well, maybe that's why there are so many more bad ghosts. Well, that could be true, but consider how much you could help the still living by guiding them through their lives. Like communicating with a homeowner that he should watch a step before he falls down the stairs and maybe dies. 
I have no intention in being a ghost safety inspector. Hey, I need to get back to Ted, so keep it down. Okay. All right, well, it's good to know. All right, well, there you have it. Uh, Mr. Ted Marr and his Out of This World segment. All right, Ted, we're going to be talking with you again, so uh, just don't change your number or anything, all right? When, when you call us, we, want, we do call our ID, and you know, if we see your number, we'll let the call come through. So you take it easy, man. <laughs> Thank you, Spud. Bye-bye. Donald Trump. Donald Trump once wrote the book, The Art of the Deal, where one has to make the most money, one has to beg, borrow, and steal. It's not okay to make a lot of money. It has to be every penny for the deal to be real. And please don't worry about the next morning and how you feel. He now wants to be president, so he's talking like Howard Beale. But don't forget, he will lead anyone in his way like a plate of very rare veal. Donald Trump is not a nice man, but he is terrifically rich. There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. Now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. You know, now that we've brought up the subject of you being a security risk uh, on this show live on the air, yeah. don't you think this would be a good time to just come clean and admit it? I I'm talking about your true intentions, okay? Um, I, I, know, well, I know there's considerable interest on the internet about the inside workings of this show, and someone is feeding that beast on a regular basis. Spud, I honestly have no idea what you are talking about. Shut what, up. What misinformation? How can I admit to something that I've not committed? Look, if you just stop this activity, I promise to be fair in determining whatever action will be taken against you, but if you choose to continue to deny this, I might be forced to turn this evidence over to the authorities, and it could get ugly real quick. You, you strike me as someone who would like wet their pants the first time they put a hood on you and start pouring water down your mouth? Do you're talking about waterboarding for discussing show information on the internet? You're, you're kidding me, right? Well, now we're getting somewhere. So you do admit leaking sensitive information via that World Wide Web. Heck no. I was just getting clarification on what you are threatening me with here. Listen, if I'm not mistaken, waterboarding is an international war crime, Spud. I'm pretty sure of that. Maybe. And even if I was guilty of what you allege, that technique has never worked. There's Heroes and players, let's play double jeopardy. Uh, there's considerable information about this on the internet. I looked it up. The, the, the internet, your chosen vehicle to share our private show information, right? No. Well, I Google stuff from time to time, and, and I've never, ever come across anything about waterboarding, you know, about it not being a effective, number one. Uh, it, it seems to work just fine in all the movies I've seen. Well, 
Can I ask what specific information you're so concerned about someone sharing with others? Well, the most recent thing was last week as I read on a message board that some unnamed staff member said I was a total Huh? Oh. Oh, well, okay. Okay? I'm just acknowledging what you said. By no means am I publicly expressing my support for this type of personal attack on your character. Yeah? You may occasionally be mean to me, often belittling me unfairly on the air, but you have to know I would never go behind your back and post anything on the internet about this. I'm a good soldier, and I would not do something like this. Yeah, yeah, that's... But I'm not a rat. That's what all disgruntled employees say when they're confronted. Well... Listen, we can find out quite easily. If you want, you bring in a polygraph examiner right now. I stand ready to take a polygraph test right here, Too right late, now. No. Uh, those guys are really expensive, man. We don't have that kind of money in our budget. Oh. We will just have to go with the fact that you are a rat. You know, we can discuss this further when we're done with the show. Right now, just check and see if our next guest is on the line. They just oh. told you the name of who it is. You know, Joseph Simmons, a.k.a. Reverend Run from Run DMC. Yes. So just put him on the air. Yes, yes, it's but your next guest, the Rev Run, is ready to go. Cool. You know, I'm still a big fan of his, uh, for the record. I, I can't tell you how often I would throw on a Run DMC cassette in my Walkman. Now, I have to be honest, Bud. I'm not real up on that rock group. Did they have any hits? Well, I, I think they, they sold over 15 million records over the years. Is that oh. big enough for you? Wow. I, I can't believe I never bought any of their music when I was a member of that Columbia Record Club, at yeah. least with one of those free selections that they offer. Look, Run DMC is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, dude. Uh, and and they're now there's a, a big studio movie in production right now about them and, and the history really? of their group. I had no idea. I, I will Google that during the interview. Well, that would take a while to get through their entire Wikipedia page, so do it after the show. Just put them on. Uh, right, right, right. Right on. Here he is. All right, please welcome hip-hop artist, reality TV star, and also ordained minister Joseph Simmons, a.k.a. Reverend Run to the show. Thanks for calling in tonight, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, well, let's start this thing off with discussing the new TV show on the Travel Channel, Rev Runs Around the World, airing Wednesdays at 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central. So how the heck did you sign off on doing a travel show? I wouldn't have seen this show coming from you. Well, I have a cooking show, and I was at, I was on, I'm on the cooking channel, actually the number one show on the cooking channel. Yeah. And I was at the upfront, and I saw that the, the Scripps Network's owned Travel Channel also, so I went and shook some hands over there. We exchanged numbers and came up with this concept. So I've been um, very busy and um, Rev runs uh, around the world. It's me and my family. If you ever saw the show Run's House on MTV, this is like right. Run outside the house. Man. So this is Run outside the house from everywhere from Dubai to Mexico City to uh, Bali to Hong Kong to Tokyo, everywhere. We went London, just it was crazy. Rome, we went everywhere. It was incredible. Well, be honest here. What's the first thing you do when you land and you, and you get to your hotel? Because I know, I know you're with your family on these excursions, but don't you check and see what channels they have on as soon as you enter the room, like HBO and ESPN? You know, TV can save your life. You know, maybe not. Heck yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to do that, but my wife was trying to run around and jump on camels and stuff. Ah. So I'm busy thinking, you know, thinking, looking at a camel, want to go hump day. You know, you want to do that. Guess what day it is? I'm chasing around camels, and she wants to ride them. And I'm just trying to chill out at the hotel and and um, have a little uh, drink with the, the umbrella in it and a little bit of um, 
sunshine on me, and she wants to go to a different place. Absolutely. So that is all around. I, yeah, I mean... So it was a little conflict there, but I had fun. Well, you know, I, when I've traveled the few times I have with women and when they're with me, is all they really want to do is go and do things, you know? There's not much time to, like, check out what's on TV or lay around the room, so that has been an issue for you. That's what you're saying. Because I've seen yeah, I've seen the show, and it, it causes some issues, doesn't it? It definitely runs into a couple of issues when you want to chill and get in the hammock. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm out on daggone boats looking at minky whales who don't want to lift their head up in the middle of Iceland. Uh, yeah, you got Okay, all right, super. Well, Rev, can we touch uh, on the legendary Run DMC for a second? Because I have to tell you, prior to when Raising Hell came out, I was a Nike guy, but ever since I switched to Adidas because of you specifically. Uh, thank you for broadening my horizons. Did, did Adidas give you a lifetime supply of gear, by the way? Uh, yeah, lifetime for sure. I get them anytime I want. I make a call, and a box is shipped. So, wow. How, how cool is that? All right. Um, well, Run DMC... Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, any any style you want to? Anything? Website, pick some stuff, make a call. Damn. Yeah, that's juice. Say, Spud, I know the perks that the Rev here gets must make you feel somewhat jealous. Yeah. I know no one ever sends you free stuff, but listen, don't let your feelings of inadequacy get you down. Just stay focused as the interview is going really well. Uh, Rev, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be right back. It's not like I haven't tried to get free stuff from companies. I actually got through, you know, to speak with someone at Pepto-Bismol, thinking that, hey, these oh, guys yeah. would comp me for life, no problem. Take soothing Pepto-Bismol and feel good again. But no, they freaking asked me for our ratings from the last quarter. Who knew Pepto-Bismol cared about ratings so much? I think the trick is just to tell companies you have a national radio show, and when they ask about the ratings, you tell them that you're number one in some obscure demo like uh, uh, 12 to 14 year olds or, or 74 to 77 year olds. Well, I did give flying some thought, but with the internet, companies can look up anything about you these days. One's ability to BS has been severely restricted by those Google people. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You know, honesty is the best policy. I sure like living in the pre-internet world, man. Hey, I gotta get back to the rev, so quiet down. Alrighty, I'm back. Uh... I'm right here, I'm ready. All right, well, Run DMC is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You were nominated for Grammys, uh, were chosen the 48th greatest musical artist of all time by Rolling Stone, and named the greatest hip-hop group of all time by MTV, MTV.com. So I have to ask you this. Do you still crank up, say, Rockbox, or it's tricky in your spare time when you're home or on the road or whatever? Because that stuff still kills and holds up well. I don't have to. Everywhere I go, it plays, and I DJ every once in a while. So when I'm DJing, the DJ will, me and my man DJ Ruckus will throw on Tricky and the crowd goes nuts. So yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool having records that stand the test of time. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're now a minister. Was the transition difficult or was it a seamless move? As there's some similarities between the two vocations. Uh, 
I don't have a church. I don't run a church. My church is basically all these TV shows. It's like my ministry has become places like MTV and the Scripps Networks and Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So my preaching reaches a, a large audience through my um, message, which is basically through my um, through images more than just standing at a church at a pulpit. Okay. But I've been to a few churches and, and 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 preached there and some colleges and stuff. But basically, my message is really reaches a broad audience with all the different activities and things that I do. All right, super. Well, your brother Russell Simmons has done some significant things in the business and philanthropic world. But when you get together, is it that much different than when you were the youngest of the family? Does he still remind you he's the oldest? No, he just loves me. We have a good time. He calls me all the time. Um. Uh, he's a really good brother, and, and basically, um, I know he's the older brother, so I, I get that, so he doesn't have to enforce that, and I feel like the younger brother when I'm around him. Okay, all right, super. Well, Rev, this is my money question, uh, my last question. What, what's been your most memorable moment uh, on Earth to this point? What do you think? Can you pull something out? I think the most memorable moment for my life is the transition from run to rev run just the whole being able to grow up and find a groove on these channels like whether it's cooking or whether it's um cooking or travel or renovation i have a renovation show that's on diy finding my groove at this age and, and having my family with me has been very fulfilling all right, super. All right, then, I want to remind everyone that your new show on the Travel Channel, Rev Runs Around the World, airs each Wednesday night at 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central. Hey, seriously, I want to uh, thank you so much for, for calling in and checking in with us tonight. Uh, I very much enjoyed the conversation, and I hope we can talk again. Thank you so much. All right, Rev and Run. I don't understand. Once again, Kai Alfred Hillig. Never in the park on a Saturday night, Saturday in mid October. October of the worst year of my life. Oh God, I hope that it's over. And oh no, maybe don't go Maybe you need time to get sober And oh no, maybe don't go Baby, don't say that it's over Kissed on the couch, I fell into the sea Sea that we used to swim in Swam till the waves crashed onto the beach And the vampire started singing Oh no, maybe don't go Maybe you need time to get sober and oh no, baby don't go, baby don't say that it's over Bought a little house, two stories tall The children playing jacks on the pavement You cried in the closet till I broke through the wall And everybody knew you were leaving 
And oh no, maybe don't go Maybe you need time to get sober And oh no, maybe don't go Baby, don't say that it's over You packed up your bags and you moved on out Without to find a brand new flavor The flavor of drugs and sex and pain And I act as if we're total strangers And oh no, baby, don't go Maybe you need time to get sober And oh no, baby, don't go Baby, don't say that it's over Hi, this is Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from the Star Wars Trilogy, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show, and you're the twit. No, the wrong way round. You're listening to him, who's the twit. That man, Spud. Okay, support Spud, he needs it. This is Jeremy Bullock once again. Enjoy the film when it comes out. Hey, uh, Spud, uh, your, yeah. your last guest, Alan Parsons, is holding for you. All right. You do know who this guy is, I hope. Well, of course. I think I still have his iRobot album somewhere in the basement. I think that was one of my selections, too, from the Columbia Record Club. Yeah. It might not have been one of the 11 free selections they gave you when you signed up. Right. And, and then later again, when you signed up and uh, gave another name under another relative, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did that same scam, you know? You know, I, I I was pretty sure they knew um, that you were trying to scam the company, but they still must have made money because I kept getting them, you know, mm. under whatever names I, I, I ended up filling out, you know, on those little forms. Guess what? So anyway, um, I think I actually have a couple Alan Parsons Project albums at my apartment. The place really? is a real mess right now, but I'm going to look around and when I get home and this this guy is really talented. Uh, I know. My wife even likes his music. I, I should really get my turntable fixed and whip out you his think? record when the kids are at her parents. Uh, whatever. Uh, he just put Alan on as I have some stuff I want to ask him. and Just please zip it during this interview. And I mean it. Just oh. keep your thoughts to yourself on this one. You but got I, it? I'm a fan it does of this. Please just zip it. Uh, okay. All right. Here he is. Please welcome musician, producer, and audio engineer Alan Parsons to the show. Alan, uh, can I call you Alan, or should I also include Project if I need to use your phone? Oh number? no, I will. In, I will. <laughs> yes, call me Mr. Project. Mr. Project. All right. <laughs> no, no, Alan. Alan is absolutely fine. Right. Um, yeah, the only the only people that uh, ever call me Mr. Parsons are policemen. All right, I got that. I'm not a policeman. That's for the record. So, all right, Alan, you've been nominated for 11 Grammys over the years. What what's your take on the current state of pop? Uh, you know, top 40 music. Is it me, or does a great deal of it seem like the same song, just rearranged a bit? Um, I think that is uh, a, a little bit of uh, what's going on in, in modern music. Yeah, it, it's. Um you know, or people with um, with the same recording equipment, the same access to the same sequences and samples, and so on. So that's that's one reason it tends to all sound uh, all sound the same these days. It also gets crunched to oblivion by uh, by audio compression. You know, so right. that so that uh, one man's record is just as loud as the other man's record. And I've I've never really uh, I've never really followed that philosophy. If, it, if it's not loud enough, turn it up. You know that's my philosophy. Ooh, I like that. Uh, well, you got your start in the recording business at Abbey Road Studio in London at age 18, and you know, you, you, you know you basically worked with Paul McCartney, The Hollies, and a bunch of others. Um, 
and you considered yourself more than just an audio engineer, right? You called yourself a recording director in the mode of successful film directors. Well, I, I, I just think uh, record producer is a, a little bit of an inaccurate uh, expression. I mean, it, it, it might have been accurate, you know, when I came into the business, 50s, 60s, you know that. But um, I think rec record recording director or music music producer, you know, I think I think director is much closer to the uh, to the role of a, of a movie director. So I think we should have been called directors, not producers. Producers are guys with uh, big fat cigars and write the checks, you know. Oh, all right. Yeah. I, li I like that. All right. Um, all right. Well, you received a Grammy nomination for Studio Engineering on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. How soon into the recording process did you know that this record would soon be on everyone's heavy rotation for eternity? <laughs> um, I, I think we, we recognized that we were making a great piece of work, um, certainly Pink Floyd's best uh, record to date. But um, I, I don't think any of us were, would have really predicted that I'd be talking about it 45 years later, you know. Really? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, um, I'm, I'm so proud to have been a part of it. But uh, no, 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 one, no one knew that it was going to absolutely uh, hit the roof like it did. Well, with all the audio treats layered on that record, I think you guys should have gotten a piece of all the headphones sold in the 70s and 80s as it was the method to listen to that record. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, funny how uh, so much music these days is being heard on uh, on on pretty pretty awful sounding headphones. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for hearing uh, music on good headphones, but not nasty little white earbuds on on iPhones. You know. Yeah, those are nasty. I do not like those. Uh, that's for the record. <laughs> uh, well, in 1998, you became vice president of EMI Studios. How big of an adjustment was your you know, for you as an artist to now assume the role of a studio suit, the guys who probably gave you some grief over the years in your career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was um, it, it was a job from hell. Um, actually, I, I thought I would uh, fit in much uh, much better than I did, and um, you know, I, I was by the EMI bosses. I was given permission to continue my uh, my career playing live and uh, you know recording uh, and so on. But um, no, the executive life was much too executive, and I essentially <laughs> lasted about nine months before I ran away screaming. Uh, but it, it was nice to think that you know I started as essentially a tea boy at Abbey Road, and then ended up with the top job. I mean, it, it was it was a feel good factor in there, but uh, I, I really couldn't <coughs> excuse me, I really couldn't take it for more than just the, sh the short nine months that I was there. All right, super. Uh, in 1975, this is a little bit of This Is Your Life, you can pick this up by now, um, you formed the Alan Parsons Project and, of course, were very successful. Everyone knows that. Just how many damn records did you sell under this, uh, the title of that project? Well, the, you mean the very, the very first uh, Alan Parsons Project was, was um, you know, we, we didn't realize it was an ongoing artist name. We just thought it was just going to be the Alan Parsons Project, and the first album was based on Edgar Allan Poe works. Um, and then when we signed to Clive Davis for our, for our second album, he, he said, no, your, your identity is the Alan Parsons Project. You know, that's what you will be known as. Uh, but it, it really was just uh, just a name uh, or a, a title for our first album. Well, how many damn records did you sell? I'm guessing a few. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't think um, we we I think we always reached a million on on just about all of them. 
All right, you're being very modest, and you don't want to throw out the grand total. But you know, I might have to just like Google that and tack this thing on. I don't know. Talk, talk to my listeners on another show. Yeah, Google has a habit of lying about record sales. I think. All right. <laughs> you know, all right. They'll, 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 I mean, you know, I've seen I've seen newspaper articles where which claim that I've sold 50 million records, and that's simply not true. <laughs> all right. Well, it's a good lie, though. That's a good lie. All right. Well, here's my money question. I wrap these things up with this uh what's been your most memorable moment uh for you in the music industry is there anything that comes to mind most memorable moment probably would have been uh getting two consecutive number one singles in the uk uh one yeah. with uh, one with a band called pilot you may remember that song magic oh ho ho it's magic you know that song yeah i think i've heard and, that a few uh, times <laughs> And uh, the, the 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 song that uh, you know was consecutive with it was uh, was by a band that didn't really make it in the U.S. Uh, Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel, and uh, that, that was a, a a big song that was featured in the movie The Full Monty. It was called Come Up and See Me Make Me Smile. Um, so that yeah, that was that was pretty memorable. I mean, you know, if you you. you uh, there's not many producers that can complain to can can uh, you know actually attest to the fact that uh, they they had two consecutive number one songs. No, I, I would so, say I would say that's something to brag about. I know you don't strike me though as one who would, but maybe I'll do it for you. Yeah, that's pretty damn impressive. All right. <laughs> well, all right. The Alan Parsons Live Project continues to tour the world, so keep your eyes open for when they come to your city. He. Alan, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to call in tonight. All right, you're very welcome, and uh, hope to see whoever's listening in Florida. We've got some shows coming up in February, so uh, hope to see you there. Very cool. All right, Mr. Alan Parsons. Ladies and gentlemen, we all know that as President of the United States, Mr. Trump, President of the United States, Mr. Trump will continue his lifelong defense, lifelong defense, lifelong defense of the right of free speech in America. As a matter of fact, 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 he supports the First Amendment, 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 just as much as he supports the Second Amendment. Just as much, just as much, just as much. However, 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 some people have taken advantage of Mr. Trump's hospitality by choosing to disrupt his rallies by using them as an opportunity to promote their own political messages. Their own political messages. While they certainly have the right to free speech, he supports the First Amendment, they certainly have the right to free speech. This is a private event paid for by Mr. Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. We have provided a safe protest area outside the venue for all protesters. If a protester starts demonstrating in the area around you, please, please, please do not touch or harm the protester. This is a peaceful rally. In order to notify the law enforcement officers of the location of the protester, please hold a rally sign over your head and start chanting, Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump. We have provided Trump. a safe protest area outside the venue for all protesters. We have provided a safe protest area outside the venue for all protesters. Trump. This is Trump. a private event Trump. paid for by Mr. Trump. Trump. This, this is a private event paid for by Mr. Trump. Trump. 
This is a private event paid for by Mr. Trump. 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 Please do not touch or harm the protester. Trump. 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 Do not touch or harm the protester. Trump. 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 Thank you for helping us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for helping us make America great again. Trump. 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 Trump, Trump, Trump. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, 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 uh. What else is there, man? Uh, Spud, I did an online search on the topic of you being an and there were so many references that I'm not sure which one you're referring to. Can you be specific? It would be nice to know exactly what insulting post you saw so I could respond. I uh, really would like to rectify the situation and be cleared to receive show information. As a co-host, huh. it's really difficult to do my job being outside of the loop. Listen, you, you will never be allowed into the loop. Only trusted people are allowed into the loop. The point is, someone is divulging sensitive show stuff to the general public, and that's not cool. As you are the primary suspect, things will remain as is. So until you are cleared, you will never, ever be given access to any information prior to when we go on the air. All right, all right. I, I think I'm still able to do my job here, but it's a real challenge. Do you think... Maybe I could be given a heads up when we take a week off, though, and air a rerun. I cannot tell you how disappointing it is to come into the studio and find out I'm the only one who showed up. <laughs> well, that is but one sanction that you will have to continue to deal with as long as you proclaim your innocence. Just admit it and take your punishment like a man. You're the one who told everyone I was an <laughs> Just say it. Well, well... I have in the past made a few derogatory comments to my wife, Rachel, what you're saying. about you. I, I wouldn't use the word in her company, but yes, I've maybe used words like jerk, horrible person, and I've possibly mentioned that you probably have a small penis. But I would never put such words about you on the internet. That would be wrong. You know, I never did see anything about my member, so I guess thank you for keeping that private. Until now, I guess. Uh, Let me close this damn show, and I'm going to figure out what to do with you later as far as an official sanction for telling your wife I'm a jerk. That was uncalled for. Well, I, I agree. I, I should have never said it, and if my wife inadvertently repeated what I said on a message board online, then I apologize for Profusely. I will speak with her about it when I get home later. Well, if she is the guilty party, I really regret I cannot take action against her. Uh, I do know now, though, that I will never, ever share anything about this show to her at parties ever again. But she and I have never been to a party with you, so that'll probably never happen anyway. But Well, if I, it did... Well, I do promise to watch what I say around the house, as I guess I need to be aware that it couldn't be shared with others very easily. Uh, and tell your kids to watch it too. You know, if they're thinking about discussing Daddy's big bad boss with a small, d you know, on Snapchat or that Yik Yak site, I, I got, just give them a heads up. I got it. I got it. I will let the family know as soon as I get home. I promise you. All right then. I do feel a little bit better knowing we've we've maybe you know silenced at least one source of misinformation. It's a yeah. start. Now, if I could only stop all the others who say you know bad stuff, people talking about me basically on the internet. You know, I need to figure out how that Putin guy you know, takes care of his problem. Oh. Anyway, I, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. 
The Spud Goodman Radio Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Video director, T.J. Pites. On-air talent, Rob McGee, Annie Coleman, and Tom Nolan. Production assistants, Trent Botello and Carrie Coleman. Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. For an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of the Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Yep. That means we're going to bring you the highlights and, uh, you know, maybe a, a couple of lowlights uh, here and there. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of trying to keep the show real, if you all know what I'm saying. But back with me is my co-host, Gina. Gina, Gina, welcome back to the, the country and the states in this show. Thank you. It's good to be back, I have to tell you. Yeah. Not that I didn't enjoy my little holiday excursion to the All Midwest. Right, super. It was a lot of fun, but but clearly it was time to come home, and I really missed the baby and, and my sweetie, too, of course. It's good to know. Hey, can I ask if uh, you actually met those insane clown posse dudes, or maybe did you just catch a few shows or something? Well, I, I did sort of meet them. We were staying at the same extended stay Holiday Inn in Des Moines, Iowa. It was after a great show there at some old youth hockey rink. It was very cold, but what a performance. Oh, wow, wow. Super. Okay, now you got to tell me, did they invite you back to their rooms if I could, you know, if I might be so bold? You know, I've read so much about the lifestyles of those big time rock stars and all, and so. Oh, I, they invited me. Oh. I, actually, their manager was handing out flyers to all the females at the show, and it had their room number on it. So, of course, oh. I would never want to get that close to those guys. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to destroy that magic, you know what I mean? No, no not really. But, you know, it's really good to hear that you enjoyed yourself and that you made it back safe. We're just glad you came back safe. Oh, we were all a little worried about you, to be honest with you. Well, I didn't hear Derek over there mention that he was concerned for your welfare, but everybody else did. 
So even oh. Spud, he even said that he hoped that like the posse was going to respect your space. Oh, well, I mean, I felt safe enough at the show. But afterwards, there were a few scuffles outside of the hockey rink. Mm. I mean, a few bottles were thrown around. And uh, there was a whole lot of vomiting for sure. That's yeah. not super. Well, not super. I, at least I hope nobody got too sick on that. So, well, you know, well all right. I guess we need to introduce Doug now. Okay. Say hello, Doug. Finally, you guys get to me. Jesus. Um, so Super. anyway, I also had a very good time on the holiday break. If any of you guys are interested in hearing about it, well, no, I could. Well, okay, maybe a little bit later. But you know what? We need to to introduce our panel right now. We've got Dave on the soundboard. How are you doing, Dave? Good evening and Happy New Year, Lawrence. Happy New Year to you. And Happy New Year to you, Mike, our engineer here. Thanks a lot, Lawrence. Happy New Year to you, too. And Happy New Year. And to our, our production assistant, Trent, Happy New Year to you. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. I don't need to use resolution. I'm already perfect. Wow, look at that. Perfect there. How about our intern from Pierce College? Uh, uh, Pierce College, we got Carrie. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Not perfect, but, but pretty good. Oh, not as good as Trent over there, huh? Wow, wow. I hope you guys made some good decisions on the holiday break there. And those rowdy frat parties? I hope you kept clear of those. Wow. Okay, so okay. we're going to start right. off some Super. things here with a couple of songs right now. We're going to get into Dean Martin. We're going to do his classic, Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes. Then we're going to honor the memory of the late, great Lemmy. May he rest in peace with Motorhead, the Hammer. Enjoy. Don't let the stars get in your eyes. Don't let the moon break your heart. Love blooms at night, in daylight it dies Don't let the stars get in your eyes Or keep your heart from me, for someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll have alone Too many nights, too many stars Too many moons to change your mind if I'm gone for long, don't forget where you belong When the stars come out, remember you are mine Don't let the stars get in your eyes Don't let the moon break your heart Love blooms at night, in daylight it dies Don't let the stars get in your eyes Oh, keep your heart for me, for someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll ever love to be alone Oh, please keep your heart while we are apart Don't you linger in the moonlight when I'm gone Don't let the stars get in your eyes Don't let the moon break your heart Love blooms at night In daylight it dies Don't let the stars get in your eyes Oh, keep your heart for me For someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll ever love You're the only one I'll ever love 
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the studio here. We got Kai Alfred Hillig in the house here. How you doing, Kai? Doing good. How are you? Doing all right. Thanks for asking. You know, uh, you've been here before, so you yeah. already know. We already know about the whole prison time deal for you and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm going to skip that. But it's rough. I'm going to do a hard-hitting question for okay. you here now. Yeah. But you got any, do you set any New Year's resolutions? No, I don't believe in them. You don't believe? Oh, you're like, nope, you can't, you can't perf- add on perfection. All right, super. Yeah, I probably, I probably drink too much, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> hey, if you're okay with it, then, then you're good to go. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Now, but, but maybe, maybe you can answer this for me. Uh, you ever play the game Apples to Apples? Oh, yes. Yeah? Yes. God, that, that game is cutthroat. That's a crazy <laughs> game. You know, I just got started playing it with my nephew or my neighbor's son here. He's yeah. Like, he's like 12. I kind of owned him in it. So, but, yeah. you know, maybe we could play. I would love to play Apples to Apples. Nice, nice. I need some good competition. <laughs> good, good. Now, other than playing Apples and Apples, you got any hobbies that you might want to share? You know, you don't have to get too personal, but... Uh, what you like to do? I've uh, recently been trying to learn the slide guitar. I've been getting into blues stuff. Oh, super, yeah. super. You got kind of working on that blues sound. Now. I probably won't play any of it in front of people, but it's just some like a hobby. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. I'd love to hear some of that slide blues. <laughs> Once I get okay at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll take okay. Yeah. Better than I could do, I tell you. Um, so you got you going to play one last song for us tonight. What's the name of the last song you it's, got? It's uh, Which Way is West. All right. Kai Alfred Hillick.
thought that you could hide your love away Up in the attic in some darkened space But it's your eyes that tell the truth They say the things that you don't want them to Now it's up to the hillside where you led me dear Promising you would leave me here I see the gallows but where's the noose on How your heart got away from you Scattering birds when we embrace I'm from the cage to some higher space And you can shoot them from heaven for the wings that grew But you can't run away from what's after you And now it's up to the hillside where you led me dear Promising you would leave me here I see the gallows but where's the noose How your heart got away from you Garden like unwanted weeds Against the odds, against decree But I, I ain't afraid when I hold your face There's light so bright that I can't turn away And now it's up to the hillside where you led me dear Promising you won't leave me here I see the gallows but where's the noose How your heart got away from you How your heart got away from you how your heart got away from you, son How your heart got away from you is the Spud Goodman post-show report. All right, Dick, we're back and we're full effect. What you going to bring we're us back. tonight? It's good to be back. Man. Yeah, it is. It feels good to be back in this chair, ready to do some highlights. Not, oh, good. We're so our uh, first highlight of the night comes from the interview with John Leguizamo, uh, one of my favorite actors. I really loved him in the past. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Uh, no, it movie. was kind of not... Not that well-known, but he was really good in it. Uh, in this clip, he's talking about how he broke into showbiz. Yeah, that's another story. Well, can we take a brief look back on your acting career? After your start in showbiz as a stand-up comedian, you got your first break in TV with a shot on Miami Vice. Did they make you wear white suits and pastel shirts, too, on, when you were on? Yep, and no socks. It was what it was at the... It, it was mandatory to not have socks. You got to wear pastel, but... Uh, yeah, what, what, what are you going to do? They paid me well. It got me my, my SAG. You know, I got into SAG through that. I got an agent out of that. It was it was, incredible. It was my first, like, big boost in my career. Super. I had uh, Edward James almost. Uh, he was on my TV show way back, and he must have had his agent demand it. Uh, you know, he would be the only one wearing black because he always looks cool. And it was it was a great call, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I still dig that show, actually, to be honest with you. But, all right, anyway. Um, it, was, it was an important show at the time, man. It was the first one filmed. It was like uh, movies. It was edgy. It, it was it was the most graphic at the time. It, it, it was revolutionary. Yeah, Michael Mann did okay after that, right? Yeah, I guess he did okay. So. Yeah, he's not done. He's not too shabby. He's, he's doing all right. Yeah. All right. Well, now you're a major film star for sure. 
you like the pest. That was your show. Yeah, that was uh, that was a movie that, that I really enjoyed. The the from back in the day. What was the premise of it? Is the guy like had a pest control? Uh, have you guys ever read the book, uh, The Most Dangerous Game? Ever heard maybe, that story? Maybe. No, it's uh, well, I'm this movie like mandatory this guy is all about like hunting, uh, hunting people because he sees them as the most dangerous game. And John Leguizamo plays this like street street grifter basically, and like this guy gets mistaken for somebody else and picks him up and takes him to this island and tries to hunt him. And it's a comedy kind of thing. He's wacky and ridiculous. And, wow, you're hunting people and they're making that funny. Well, they can do anything now. Comedy wise, I think it sounds hilarious. Yeah, I, sound, I, I suppose it really depends good. on which people you're hunting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You could get some really wacky people to hunt them. Hunting clowns, that would be funny. Yeah. Or Jerry Lewis. Or Jerry Jerry Lee Lewis or Jerry Lewis? No, Jerry. Oh, Jerry yeah. Lewis. Yeah. yeah, I guess that could yeah. be funny. Speaking of know. clowns, uh, you got any insane clown posse on that list? No, well, no. We're, we can't do it. Gina, I know you want to hear it, but no, we got we got some other music here. I'm We're telling you, take me to the staff meetings and I'll campaign with you. No, that's not going to work either. See, but what we do have is we got a guy, he's from Hillsborough, Texas, JLD. He's got a tune called Day One. And after that, it's not going to be ICP, but it's going to be the great television in their song, See No Evil. All right, Dave, hit it. Oh, Jim. If I can get the Cajun tender, if they're out, I'm going to leave and go to William. You ready? You ready? You ready? JL December. <laughs> I figured, why hide behind the beat? Let's go. I am. Michael Jordan when he got cut from the team. I'm Steve Jobs when Apple fired him. I'm Kanye in that one room apartment. I'm Sean Combs the day before Uptown Records hired him. I'm Marshall Mathers with no Drake. Aubrey Graham with no Dwayne. Old Dog with no cane, hitchhiking with no lane. I'm Jim Carrey sleeping in his car broke. Walking to work cause my car's broke. They look so warm as they drive by and their car slow and I'm freezing the whole time. It's colder than Fargo. My motivation, Ella Loren, healthy, stable life. Living in the neighborhood with houses all nice. Leave the cereal out and not worry about the mice. Most kids in a classic run around with lights. We can go to the park, baby, we can fly a kite. Crime happens everywhere, but prevention have to fight. My youth has smokers asking kids if they had a light. Most of us ain't have a life. Low self-esteem, no role models, no goals in sight. Be tough, shit, boys are supposed to fight. No artists, we don't create, we don't write. And most of our family ain't did shit. But I guess if you don't pay attention, then it's easy to miss shit. Die winner, born loser, and misfit. They said I was average, but I guess I didn't listen. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, got a tighten comprehension. Speed fast, see the vision. Purpose filled mission. Tangerine skies with eyes like prisms. Candy coated bullet drops, sounds of yeah, get them. That's what I'm feeling. Pressure, 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 I created dropping ceilings. I'm Nolan Richardson before the ship. This has to work and can't fail. Gasoline jaws, I done run through hell. Cause if I ain't free, then lock me up in a cell. Will I make it happen? Only time will tell. Can't get time back, that shit don't sell. Swimming upstream, but that ship done sailed. Oh, you don't like your medicine? Shut up, take your pill. Go back to the dugout. You will not be on this field. I will not play with cowards cause steel sharpens steel. If you won't die for it, then you don't know how I feel, mister. I ain't got shit and your life is full of shine. I'm racing against time, stomach touching my spine. All I know is the grind. My mama say I ain't fine. Praying to the Lord like, Lord, please give him a sign. Commitment issues are paid dues. 
can't commit to much, that's why I got no tattoo. You from around here is a setup question. Be careful if they asked you. If you get invited over, that's a bad move. They pour your drink and nobody hits the blunt that they pass you. Vaguely remember, fate and conscience, three mass do. Remove your wallet, keys, watching that last your shoes, and a conversation about where they should trash you. And if they should just end this shit and just blast you. You duct tape in the back seat with last week's news. He's eating a nut mix, pecans, walnuts, and cashews. Moral to the story is, I'm trying to be notorious. Peel off from my past and pull up to where the glory is. JL December. JL December. JL December.
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know, I want to hear more about those snacks that the had in the room at the. Oh yeah, time. yeah, <laughs> they were. Right, right. So, oh, since you guys aren't going to properly introduce my uh, little segment here, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into this. I think that's. Oh, true. Uh, so what hey. I did over the holiday break was I decided I that this. I was going to take charge, and I volunteered for the Trump 2016 campaign, and it was an incredible experience, I must say. Ooh. I mean, stepping up and helping Mr. Trump in his effort to make this country great again was something that I think every American should do. I mean, yeah. not so much like the draft, Super. but I think every citizen should have to participate in our democracy. Nah, I don't know about that, because, you know, that doesn't sound real American to me. It sounds more like some kind of Middle Eastern country or something, you know, like the ones that get the leaders that are there for life. Yeah, yeah I mean, who wants to be forced to support some politician? I mean, that's very un-American. Well, I mean, Super. What, what I'm saying is it's time that all of us get off our rear ends here and take this country back. And that's what I'm doing right. by volunteering for the okay. Trump campaign. It's very empowering. I mean, Mr. Trump will be our next president, God willing, and then we will begin the transformation. It is so overdue. Oh, you scare me, Derek. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Okay, who took your country from you, by the way? Uh, where did it go? You know, see what I, I don't even know where it went anywhere. You can't possibly take a good look at what's going on right now under our illegitimate president and not see that we have lost our way. I mean, look at our borders. We're being overrun with illegal immigrants from south of the border. We need a wall, a really, Super. really big wall. I don't even think and that's Mr. Accurate. Trump will build no. that wall and then send them the bill. You know what? Let me tell you something. Here's a fact for you. There has been a net loss in immigration from Mexico. There more people have left than come into this country in the last 36 months. For yep. a fact. Oh, but you know, don't let the facts mess up your narrative, Derek. Yeah, I saw that no, no. story on CNN and it was just another tall tale from the mainstream media. From the liberal media. Okay, now, you know, I don't know about you, Gina, but I need to get back to some music because this is getting a little out of hand. Super. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hide from the truth, guys. I you think can't. some insane clown posse would just wash this right out of my brain. Well, you'd think that, but we're going to instead be doing some Grandmaster Flash mashup here Grandmaster Flash versus David Bowie, and this one's titled Message of Sound and Vision. Dave. Pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care I can't take the smell, can't take the noise Got no money to move on, I guess I got no choice Rats in the front room, roses in the back Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far Cause a man with a touch of me possessed my car Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under 
Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the bugs by, roaring as the pieces blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage bells, used to be a fag hag, such a dance to tango, skip the life and dango. Was her dark things to see the lost us sitting down at the beach show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell the story. Took the girls back home, she went to the city and got so so security. She had to get a bit, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing bad, so my mother's too busy. Says she's watching too much. Just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night, can't even see the game or the sugar rate fight. Bill collectors to ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation, can't take the train to the job or strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back, can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, mid range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane. I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't put me. For my feet, wear a shirt and tie, and run with the creeps. 'Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny. You got to have a con, this man, milking honey. They pushed that girl in front of the train, took her to the doctor, sewed her arm on again, stabbed that man right in his heart, gave him a transplant for a brand new start. I can't walk through the park 'cause it's crazy after dark. Keep my hand on my gun 'cause they got me on the run. I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jar. Hit him, say you want some more? Living on a seesaw, don't push me. Big money maker, dropping big cars, spending twenties and tens, and you wanna grow up to be just. 
just like this. Huh. Smugglers, scramblers, burglars, gamblers, pickpockets, peddlers, even panhandlers. You say I'm cool, huh. I'm no fool, but then you wind up popping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-boys, walking down like the blue boy boy. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for eight year bid. Now your man is took and you're a main tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fan being used in the field. Serve like hell to one day. Since there were no, uh, since Trump wasn't one of the guests, I think we feel safe having you do the next highlight. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so this next highlight, we've got Rev Run uh, talking about his lifetime hookup with Adidas for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, you got okay. All right, super. Well, Rev, can we touch uh, on the legendary Run DMC for a second? Because I have to tell you, prior to when Raising Hell came out, I was a Nike guy, but ever since I switched to Adidas because of you specifically. Uh, thank you for broadening my horizons. Did, did Adidas give you a lifetime supply of gear, by the way? I, yeah, lifetime for sure. I get them anytime I want. I make a call, and a box is shipped. So, wow. How's, how cool is that? All right. Um, well, Run DMC. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, any any style you want to? Anything? Website, pick some stuff, make a call. Damn. Yeah, that's juice. Yeah, you know, in the joint, we used to use Sharpie and do three stripes on our shoes, and yeah. you did the cleanest stripes. That meant you had the best shoes. And they were the prison issue shoes, but we still yeah. did it. If you guys could get lifetime hookups on anything, what would it be? That's a good mm, question. Gosh. 
Ch- a can of Hormel's chili. If I could get a hookup on cans of Hormel's chili, I would be made in the shade. Moon cheese. Snap, wax, oh, moon rice with these. That'd be it for me. A lifetime supply of Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies for you? What about you, Derek? No, I'm scared to ask. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a great question. I think, you know, being a musician, I think it would have to be guitar strings. Guitar strings? That's not a bad one. That's Although, if you one. had gift certificates to Trump's barber, he could probably do some amazing things with your beard. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Oh, do you like the whole rethink? just swoosh over half the face? That's I want to see you Trump the beard. You know, we you guys talk a lot of bad Trump about it, but that is a majestic head of hair, okay? That is... that is What hair? That is America's future first hair. All right, super. You know, speaking of hair and heads, we're going to do some more music, and that made me think. We're going we to do a little uh, Cage the Element. This one's called Spiderhead. That's a Trump tribute right there. And then we have something from Twink, the Wonder Kid, with Bon Von Wheelie, Queen of the Big Boss Beat. All right. <laughs> Oh, 
Gentlemen, first show report. Yeah, I think we had to pop another highlight in between the tunes. Well, we've got one more. Nice. So let's do it. Yeah. Uh, this last highlight comes from the Alan Parsons interview. He talks about how cool it was to uh, work with Pink Floyd and how they could tell there was something really special about this album they were going to be working on. And uh, also what he thinks about Apple's headphones. All right, well, you received a Grammy nomination for Studio Engineering on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. How soon into the recording process did you know that this record would soon be on everyone's heavy rotation for eternity? <laughs> um, I, I think we, we recognized that we were making a great piece of work, um, certainly Pink Floyd's best uh, record to date. But um, I, I don't think any of us were, would have really predicted that I'd be talking about it 45 years later, you know. Really? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, um, I'm, I'm so proud to have been a part of it. But uh, no, 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 one, no one knew that it was going to absolutely uh, hit the roof like it did. Well, with all the audio treats layered on that record, I think you guys should have gotten a piece of all the headphones sold in the 70s and 80s as it was the method to listen to that record. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, funny how uh, so much music these days is being heard on uh, on on pretty pretty awful sounding headphones. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for hearing uh, music on good headphones, but not nasty little white earbuds on on iPhones. You know. Yeah, those are nasty. I do not like those. Uh, that's for the record. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've ever listened to another brick in the dark side of the moon on headphones before, like everybody talks about. However, have you ever listened to them with um, that movie, Over the Rainbow? Uh, oh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard yeah. of Oz, the yes. Wizard of Oz and uh, uh, Dark Side of the Rainbow all synced up together? Yeah, apparently they sync up or something. I've yeah. seen it. It's pretty eerie. Did it blow your mind? Did it change your game? It, it blew my mind. Mind yeah. blown. Is that on YouTube or can I, or do I have to like you go have get to a record player? I think and you like... have to do it yourself. We did it ourselves. Was uh, that before or after the baby? This is way before. This was like junior super, high. Super. Oh, junior high. Oh, that was way before the baby. Well, way that, before the baby. Thank goodness that that's the case there. <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's do some more music here. We're going to start off with a guy who performed live on Spud's Fox show. This tune here is uh, off the 1989 release, This Ain't the Sonics, and it's titled Have Love, Will Travel. It's Mr. Mojo Nixon. And after a little mojo, we have the 1910 Fruit Gum Company with their hit, Indian Giver.
to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, you know, they're telling me that we got to say goodbye, but you know, this was a darn good show. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, 
gosh, absolutely. It's a very entertaining show. Yeah. I would like to add this suggestion, though. Um, maybe you could speak with Spud about playing a cut or two occasionally of the Insane Clown Posse. He's not super. I mean, they have millions of fans, and I that I think we could totally tap into. I, I'm just saying. It could really help the show if we just played some of their music. You know, you know, you know, Spud, he said that, you know, in the stab meeting that we had, uh, you remember when he when you when you brought this up then and how he just went off about that and about something about playing Ann Murray music all the show instead? They prefer to do that to play ICP yeah. or something about that. Yeah, you know, I'll just run it by our executive producer and see what she has to say. You know, she's all about the ratings, well, right? You can give it a shot, but I don't know. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump in here now and say thank you to all of my loyal listeners. I know you're out there as I do read your emails and tweets and oh, rest assured that I will continue so. to do what I, I can to make this show fair and balanced you know what? as gonna, I continue. Gonna, hey, Dick. Hold that thought a second, because you know what we need to do? We need to thank the panel. I'm, it's very important. Hey, Dave, uh, great job on the soundboard. We really appreciate it there. Thank you very much, and it's been a pleasure as always working with you. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And you too, Mike, uh, our engineer. You know, we couldn't do the show without you. you know oh, that. thanks. I'm just glad that um, I'm free now to do this for forever. We're glad to have you oh, for a long time, and I like that. All right, next we got our produ- production assistant, Trent. Hey, Trent. You gotta take a break. That video game that you're playing there. I'm doing important show stuff. Oh, oh, important. Yeah, I can see he's perfect and all that stuff. Well, good job anyway. And we gotta say, uh, last but not least, our intern Carrie. We're lucky to have you with us. Hey. Thanks. And they only tell him it's the important stuff. Oh, they see. I see how that. I see how that works. You know, the interns, the value that we have. You know, and you, so to keep the value, stay away from the race on campus. You know how that goes and all that stuff. But until next week, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Derek out. Are we going to leave you with this one from Tenacious D? It's Rock is Dead. Go. Rock is dead. Rock is dead. Rock is dead. Rock is dead. Talk to my friend. That's what he said. He's rushing around. No rock is dead. It's all over. Rock and roll is dead. Bottle of Jack. Mercury bread. Muscle car. Grateful Dead. Lord of the Rings. Settling the lead. Devil tattoo. Ratchet bread. It's all over. Rock and roll is dead. Take it
just don't think that I should have to defend myself against you guys every single show. It's getting out of hand, and I personally feel attacked, and it's not fair. That, that's because you've got that whole not fair and balanced thing going that you get. Yeah. That's by that, it, you just sound Fox like a big baby. Yeah, no, a it's big Fox News baby. Big this Fox is supposed News to baby. Be fair. <gasps> oh my, big I'm, Fox News baby. I'm big trying to bring Fox fairness and balance to this show, and you guys are jeopardizing that. But it's it's going to hurt our ratings. And I'll tell Lori Madsen, then it's going to hurt our ratings. But it's only fair and balanced we'll if what you're say about saying it. is based on any facts whatsoever. No, there's which no facts involved. Hey, either. I've got plenty of sources you know, to back up my statements, okay? You, you guys just don't respect it. it, and that's the biggest Donald problem here. DonaldTrump.com is not a... It's a legitimate source. website. There's little copyrights and everything on the bottom. You go to it. You see. I think you've made that. You guys are just afraid of the truth, and that's the biggest problem here. You guys are afraid of the truth. You just won't you know accept what? it. I, I want to live a lie. If the truth is Donald Trump and Drudge Report and Breitbart and all that stuff, I want to live the lie. I just you wait. Just you wait, man. I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait anymore. I, you know, yeah, waiting for Trump is like waiting for Armageddon. Yeah. I think maybe it's about time we uh, we kind of call it an evening, and um, before it turns into fisticuffs, degenerates into something oh, a little ugly. I have an insane clown posse CD. Should oh, we listen we better, to we that? Cut it now. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, look at the CD player is something isn't on the stove. Hey, you guys, they're yeah, really awesome, and everyone loves them. I think if you gave them a chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think my pot roast is going to be burning yeah, here soon. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, David Deer. On-air talent, Annie Coleman and Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Production assistants, Trent Botello and Kerry Coleman. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicists. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Keeper. Keeper. Keeper.